What's up, Mets fans, and welcome back to another episode of the Mets Talk Podcast. I'm your host, Greg Cutajar, and I can't wait to get back into talking about the New York Mets. Today, I want to discuss Trevor Bauer ultimately signing with the Los Angeles Dodgers and my thoughts on the entire situation that surrounded that signing, as well as the Mets' reported interest in free agents Marwin Gonzalez and Rich Hill and what that could possibly mean for the team. Now, before we begin, I just want to let you all know that I am on Twitter, at PodMets. On this Twitter, I post updates and news about the podcast and love to interact and talk Mets and baseball with fans like you. So head on over to Twitter and be sure to follow, at PodMets. Now, getting into the entire Trevor Bauer situation, it's been a really crazy 24 hours, honestly, leading up to Trevor Bauer signing a three-year, $102 million deal with the Los Angeles Dodgers that has lots of different stipulations in it, which I will get to in a little bit. So the entire saga that went on from last night into today is just, it's just crazy. So last night, it was reported that negotiations with Bauer and the Mets were beginning to pick up, and... Trevor Bauer's agent tweeted that it was down to two, and all she said was it's down to two, basically saying it was down to two teams between the Mets and the Dodgers. Bob Nightingale then falsely reported that a deal between the Mets and Trevor Bauer was done, but this was quickly disputed. So we went into the end of last night thinking, okay, it seems like the Mets are out in front, but the Dodgers are clearly still in the running, so we'll see what happens. But it seemed like the Mets were really in the driver's seat. Then, today, a report came out saying that the Mets had given Bauer a deadline of 12 p.m. to sign, but this was then at around like 11.45 also disputed, and ultimately that never happened, clearly. And then Bauer was playing a little bit with fans, putting both Mets and Dodgers merchandise on his shop, but ultimately it all ended when Bauer signed a monster deal with the Dodgers, and this deal and all its stipulations include opt-outs after years 1 and 2, as well as $40 million this year and $45 million next year. So, my thoughts on this whole situation, it's very similar in my opinion to the Springer situation, where it definitely stinks to see the Mets lose out on another top free agent that would have definitely helped their team. However, just like Springer, I think the Mets look and come out of this situation better by not spending the amount of money it took to get him. Now, my very first episode of this podcast, I said of the big four, which included JT Romuto, Francisco Lindor, Trevor Bauer, and George Springer, I wanted the Mets to go after George Springer and Trevor Bauer. And ultimately, now that all of those four players are in their old home or new homes. All of it said and done, the Mets did not get either George Springer or Trevor Bauer. However, they do have Francisco Lindor, and that has really changed my view on a lot of things because the Mets need to extend Lindor to really keep him and his skills on the team for as long as they can, as well as extending Michael Conforto. So ever since that trade happened, my mindset has not been as much about spend, 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 I know I talked a few weeks ago about how, yeah, the Mets can spend a little bit more and they shouldn't, you know, worry too much about it. But with the Springer deal, I talked about it a few weeks ago. He's older. He's 31 years old as a center fielder. They won't have him in center field for as long. So maybe not worth it to spend $150 million over six years. And now with Trevor Bauer, I spoke about this two episodes ago that, you know, with his track record over his career, where he's a low, low four ERA high three ERA kind of guy, except for the past, well, last season and then two seasons ago were his best seasons of his career. 
I don't know if he was worth Garrett Cole money. I spoke a lot about this last or two episodes ago. I spoke a lot about how I don't know if he's worth what he was looking for, but if the Mets could give him a low $30 million deal, that would definitely be worth it. Now, the Mets actually were reported to have offered a bigger deal than what the Dodgers signed for overall, but it didn't have as much money in the first two years, and I think that is what drove him to go to the Dodgers. Also, the Dodgers were his hometown team growing up, so that probably had something to do with it as well. So again, I'm ultimately happy that the Mets didn't go and pay as much money as was reported that they were looking to give him and what the Dodgers ultimately gave him. So similar to the deal that the Dodgers had, the Mets were reported to have offered a three-year deal laden with opouts and a front-loaded deal. So I honestly like that idea because it would save money to provide extensions for Lindor and Conforto if this year give Bauer a lot of money this year and then less money next year, less money the third year. That gives the Mets a lot more room to give an extension to Lindor and Conforto because that money kicks in next year. However, today, reports came out that the Mets would give $40 million this year, and then the deal would total $100 to $110 million, and honestly, when that came out, I was thinking, wow, that is a lot of money. I don't know if this is exactly the direction the Mets want to go, and now it turns out the Dodgers are giving him $40 million this year and $45 million next year, and if that's what it would have taken to bring him to New York, I don't think that I would have been very happy with that deal. Now, Again, he would have made the rotation great. I'm not going to deny that he would have been an awesome luxury player to have, but the Mets were never in need of him. They got Carrasco in the trade with the Indians. Lindor and Carrasco both came. They upgraded their rotation already, so I don't know how necessary it was to go after Bauer. It would have been definitely a great player to have on the team, but not for the price that he ultimately went for. So now they have money they can spend on a center fielder like Jackie Bradley Jr. or maybe some more pieces for the bullpen, maybe some more depth pieces just around the entire team, or maybe go for another big trade and use that money to add extensions for Lindor, Conforto, and then maybe someone they trade for. So who knows? But ultimately, it stinks to see Bauer go, but I'm happy that the Mets, again, didn't go for the big price and saved as much money as they could to help in some more necessary positions on the team, because I don't know if starting pitching is the Mets' biggest need at the moment. Now, before I get into talking about Marwin Gonzalez and Rich Hill, some players that the Mets are interested in, I'm going to take a quick break, and then I'm going to be right back. All right, and welcome back. So now I want to get into some players that the Mets have reportedly looked into and are interested in that could provide some good depth or some good rotational help for the team. So to start off with Marwin Gonzalez, he's 31 years old. He's been in the league nine years. He played seven years with the Astros and won the World Series with them during the scandal season in 2017. And he's played two seasons. His past two seasons have been with the Twins. So over his career, his slash line is 261, 317, and 413. And one thing to note about his hitting ability in 2017, the season where it was revealed the Astros were cheating, he had his best season. He hit 303, 377, 530 with 23 home runs, 90 RBIs, and a 907 OPS. Now, with the Twins, he hit 248, 311, 387 with a 698 OPS. So there's definitely a drop off in the past two seasons. So that's something to note that, you know, he 
clearly he clearly benefited from the cheating that went on with the Astros and he is clearly not as proficient at the plate as you know his numbers might seem although his career slash line is 261 317 413 so it's not like he's got a superstar slash line but you know definitely one thing to note he is a utility defender. He's played at every position in his career except for pitcher and catcher. Last season, he played third base, second base, first base, and the outfield, and was worth three defensive runs saved across all of these positions. So he could be a solid player to have as a depth piece, maybe as a player you pinch hit off the bench, come in to play the field. He clearly is decent in the field and has a, the ability to play in any position really that you need him to go into. So he might be an interesting piece to look at. I don't exactly see the need for the Mets to go after him. Maybe I could see the Mets going after Gonzalez after getting a center fielder or maybe some more bullpen help or maybe some more rotational help. But I think Gonzalez more, if they were going to sign him, would be a depth piece to look at signing after you've already filled some holes that they have because Gonzalez isn't really a guy you're going to slot in every single day. He's going to be someone who's going to come off the bench, help. So... I just wouldn't exactly go after him until you know you filled up the other holes on the team or filled the other holes that need to be fixed, but obviously having him on the team would be good defensively because you can slot him into any position, but offensively that might not he might not be the biggest help, so I don't know if he would really be a starter. So, that's just my thoughts. Moving on to Rich Hill though, I think this is a player that the Mets definitely could go after. He is 40 years old and has played on nine different teams over his 16-year career. Throughout his career, he has a 3.79 ERA and a 1.222 WHIP, as well as 9.5 strikeouts through nine innings. So those are definitely some solid career stats, and over the past seven seasons of his career, he really has been a great pitcher. Over his past seven seasons, from 2014 to 2020, he has a 293 ERA, a 1078 whip, and 10.5 strikeouts through nine. Last season with the Twins in the shortened season, he had a 303 ERA with a 1164 whip and 7.2 strikeouts through nine. And then his last full season with the Dodgers in 2019, he had a 245 ERA with a 1125 whip and 11 strikeouts through nine. Even in his older age, he's 40 years old, he's still putting up decent to great numbers. So again, like Gonzalez, he can prove to be a solid depth piece, but honestly, he could, since the Mets missed out on Bauer, be a great guy to slot in number five in the rotation. He can compete with Lucchese, Joey Lucchese, to be that final starter until Syndergaard gets back. And if he can pitch to a 303 ERA or a 245 ERA like he has the past two seasons, you know, he might make a very good case to stay in the rotation. So while the rotation may not be this team's biggest hole, as I talked about in the first half of the show, the Mets are sort of lacking in the rotation department, especially after trading away Mats. Now they have Lucchese really to fill in until... Syndergaard gets back, and that's not a bad option at all. I talked about him, you know, a few episodes ago when the Mets made that trade. And a few days ago, actually, the Mets traded for Jordan Yamamoto from the Miami Marlins, so they do have some pitching depth, but it's always good to have a lot of rotational depth. You know, the Mets know that more than anyone. So I think this would be a great signing for the Mets. You know, looking at his numbers and his career path, he's really just been putting up very good numbers for you know, the better part of 10 years. So it would be honestly not a bad signing for the Mets to make to add Rich Hill to the team. 
We'll have to see, but definitely after missing out on Bauer and now having a spot at the back of the rotation, at least until Syndergaard gets back from injury, he could provide a good arm to put into that spot. So let me know what you think. Send me any thoughts, questions, opinions about anything I've said during this episode or anything else about the Mets. Let me know on Twitter at PodMets what you think about Trevor Bauer signing with the Dodgers or the Mets possibly signing Marwin Gonzalez or Rich Hill. Let me know. Again, at PodMets on Twitter. I love talking about the Mets, so tweet me and let me know your thoughts. So that is going to be it for this episode. Thank you so much for listening. I really appreciate it. Like I said, follow my Twitter at PodMets and also be sure to follow the podcast wherever you listen so that you can get new episodes as soon as they drop. Once again, thank you so much for listening and as always, let's go Mets!